Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 143 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, covering Doctrine and Covenants, sections 51 to 57 in May the 17th to May the 23rd. And today we're going to hopefully try and get through Doctrine and Covenants 53 and 54. They're two relatively short sections. Um, but they both have a bit of context and ba- an interesting background to them. So we'll see what we get through. Uh, that's my goal for this session today. Uh, in section 53, uh, this is directed to Sidney Gilbert. Now, um, we spoke yesterday in section 52 about the kind of the gathering of the elders of the church um, around the 5th and 6th of June and how they all received um, specific assignments to go and preach uh, the gospel uh, on the way to Missouri, and how they were all paired up and uh, given that direction by the Lord. Um, now, City Gilbert's name did not appear in those um, invitations and um, assignments uh, to travel to Missouri. And it says in the Dr. Joseph Smith Revelations um, papers analysis, quote, Joseph Smith's history records that shortly after the reception of that revelation, Gilbert approached Joseph Smith and requested direction for himself. In response, Joseph Smith dictated this revelation that gave Gilbert assignments in the church, including the instruction to travel to Missouri with Joseph Smith and Sidney Rigdon. Gilbert left Missouri on the 18th of June with Joseph Smith and Rigdon. Close quote. So very straightforward um, background and context. But what a great example Sidney Gilbert is. You know, that he's he's there with the elders. He, he hears this revelation, which is directing many of the elders to go to certain places and he hasn't got an assignment. And so he decides that, you know, he would like to have an assignment. He wants to take part in this great work. And so he asks for a revelation to be given uh, so that he may know if he has a role in this. And I think that that is a lesson for us all that, you know, we don't necessarily need to be asking for specific callings or things that we want or need to do in the church. But, you know, asking other people what we can do to help, what our, what, what we can do for them. What our role can be, uh, I think, is a wonderful thing. He was clearly a um, proactive individual that wanted to receive that rather than saying, oh, well, I guess that I'm not involved and then just kind of sitting at the sidelines and doing nothing or doing less than perhaps he felt he could provide. Uh, he he rose up and said, here am I. Um, and I think that, you know, Sidney Gilbert is a great example uh, having done that. And perhaps something that we should consider, you know, as we go through uh, through our lives are we are, are we like Sidney Gilbert who are willing to stand up and be counted you know if there is a, a role or a or something that uh, is to be done going into section 53 itself there's not a lot of things that stood out in particular from it um, we know that uh, he was given the the um, the calling and elect the election to be ordained an elder and to serve as a bishop's agents as well uh, which is uh, given in that uh, section but um, what is interesting actually is in verse 7 it says and again I would that ye should learn that he only is saved who endureth to the end even so amen um, and I think that you know that's an important lesson as well to learn Elder Richard G. Scott said this quote Re- great reinforcement and a sustaining power to succeed come when there is a t- determination to keep all of the commandments the Lord expects a lifelong commitment to obey the plan of happiness close quote so 
you know, I think that Sidney Gilbert, even though it's a very, fairly short section and a very straightforward one in terms of its context, uh, it's, you know, a really important lesson in there about being willing to stand up and play our part in, in the uh, the Lord's work, even if we haven't been necessarily given one by our local or, or our local leaders at that particular moment. Um, so that's that. So going on to uh, section 54 now then. So this um, is around the same time as well. Um, this deals with the falling through of uh, Lehman Copley and his farm. Now, I cannot remember what exactly um, I've said fully on this. But basically, um, in section 54, uh, this revelation is given uh, to Newell Knight, because he has great concerns about the uh, the site in Ohio where Lehman Copley had promised the church by covenant uh, about how he would let the saints um, settle on his farm, the many acres that he had, uh, and be able to kind of work on that farm to pay him back by making improvements on it. Uh, I do remember now sharing some of this in a previous episode, and Basically, this is now Newell Knight coming to the prophet and saying, look, we've got a problem. Um, Lehman Copley wants us off his farm. What do we do? Uh, and this is obviously um, just after that Joseph Smith has, has been given the revelation that they should send a number of elders uh, further west to Missouri, that the uh, the gathering place would be further west in Missouri, not in Ohio, uh, and that... Um, you know, that is the place where they should be aiming to gather in the, over time. Um, so uh, it says this in the Joseph Smith Revelations analysis, quote, because of the difficulties with Copley, Newell Knight, the presiding elder over the Colesville group, went to Kirtland to consult with Joseph Smith before the conference held in early June. Knight later explained that as a result of the revelation on the 6th of June, the last day of conference, we now understood that this Ohio was not the land of our inheritance, the land of promise, for it was made known in a revelation that Missouri was the place chosen for the gathering of the church, and several were called to lead the way to that state. Uh, though the 6th of June revelation addressed the church generally, the 10th of June revelation responded specifically to the concerns of the Colwell members living in Thompson. Close quote. So this revelation, uh, which is dated the 10th of June in Doctrine Covenants 54, was all about... Uh, guidance to through Newell, Newell K. Whitney um, to these saints and about what they had to do, what they, what were they supposed to do uh, in light of this uh, development where they wouldn't be able to stay, where originally they were promised that they would be able to stay. Um, despite being told, you know, to, to kind of set down their roots, that they would now have to move. And this is obviously a trial and a difficulty. And I suppose some may question, you know, the Lord will have known that uh, Lehman Copley would have you know, most likely asked for the saints to be removed from his land. Why couldn't he have just not let them make that decision to settle there and move them on before that, that trouble began? And I think, again, it comes down to the fact that, you know, we have life experiences where we do what we think is right and then difficulties come. Just because we do what we think is right, you know, does not mean we are protected or shielded from there being difficulties. Uh, and they are opportunities to grow. Now, of course, you know, during those experiences, um, it's very hard to say to someone that, oh, yeah, it's just an opportunity to grow, because quite frankly, in those moments, you don't want any, you don't want to grow at all. You'd rather just not be going through those moments. I can imagine that having traveled those hundreds of miles with your family to settle in this place to only then be evicted from some someone who's promised that he'd let you stay 
and on top of that pay $60 back to him for that use of the land, even though you've made improvements on the land and $60, of course, being a lot of money in that time, uh, it would have seemed a very uh, upsetting and difficult trial. Um, however, uh, in verse 6, as it says in Doctrine and Covenants 54, But blessed are they who have kept the covenant and observed the commandments, for they shall obtain mercy. Now, you know, interestingly, uh, a couple of verses before, and the Lord is obviously speaking of those that break their covenants and probably thinking about Lehman Copley in this case. In verse 4 it says, And as the covenant, the covenant which they made unto me has been broken, even so it has become void and of none effect. And woe to him by whom this offence cometh, for it had been better for him that he had been drowned in the depth of the sea. So a uh, pretty uh, strong um, kind of condemnation there by the Lord on those people that willingly uh, break and disregard the covenants that they've made. Of course, I think that he is a lot more forgiving for those people that have made covenants with him and are seeking to try and keep those covenants and repent when they make those mistakes. But for those people that just flagrantly disregard it and uh, ignore those covenants, uh, the Lord will, will leave them in their place uh, and those blessings will not be possible. Um, and in verse 10, he says to these, to these struggling saints, And again, be patient in tribulation until I come. And behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me. And they who have sought me early shall find rest to their souls. Um, James E. Faust said this, quote, The faithful member of the church learns that in times of economic stress, the Lord helps those who have sought him early. But those members who haven't begun early in their religious life may resolve to seek the Lord more diligently. We learn to recognize the Lord's hand in helping us. In hard times, we have a chance to reevaluate and reorder our priorities in life. We learn what is most important to us. The way is open to strengthen faith and testimony. Close quote. The COVID-19 pandemic is a, a very good example of this, of how obviously it's been a very difficult and turbulent and tri and tri trial for many people. For me, myself and my family, the COVID-19 pandemic, whilst it was, and it has been, because of course, you know, we are still kind of going through it. Um, whilst it has been a, a year, and well, a year and a bit of difficulty, of trial, of isolation from others and so on, for us personally, it has been a time to reevaluate and kind of reprioritize things in life, get things in order, get finances in order, um, set things up in store, which of course, you know, considering those of you that re listen regularly know um, what's happened recently with my son as, as well, with the illness that he has, I mean, if we were in the same financial position and the same position in other areas in our lives that we were before the pandemic, and then this thing hit us, um, I don't really know how we would have survived. And so because we've had that kind of year to set things in store and prioritize things properly, and now this thing has happened, uh, it whilst it's still horrible and horrendous and a massive trial to go through, um, it has helped us to be more prepared in many ways, and many more ways for, for this. Uh, and so, yeah, the Lord prepares prepares us through trials and difficulties. Um, we may not recognize it at that time. Why? Uh, but he does lead us step by step. If, of course, we, we follow him and keep those covenants that we have made. Thank you very much for listening today. I'm glad we've made those two uh, sections just about fit into this episode. It is a bit of a longer one uh, than usual, but hope you enjoyed it nonetheless. Just a minute or so more. Uh, please do follow the podcast in all the usual places. And until we meet again.